Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm James Pugh. And I was drinking coffee. I'm Dave Burrows. <laughs> Sorry. Um, today's podcast has a bit of a sporty flavour as we're joined by a woman who uh, not only runs her own mobile sports therapy business, but also amassed an impressive 52 international caps for a country in a sport. We're delighted to be joined by great British ice hockey captain Saffron Allen, or more accurately, I should say former captain, as I believe you recently announced your retirement. I have indeed, yes, thank you. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't look old enough to retire. <laughs> <laughs> My body feels old enough to retire. <laughs> well, obviously, we'll ask the obvious question first. Um, why have you decided to step down from international sport? It's, it just felt the right time. There's a lot of commitment that, that goes with it. Um, it's not just kind of what you see on the ice. It's There's obviously a lot that goes with it. And... Female ice hockey over here is is non-professional. So you're doing that alongside balancing like full-time job or education or whatever you are in. So training, you know, you're trying to get in the gym as much as you can, do kind of your off-ice skills as much as you can, get on the ice as much as you can. And you realise at some point you've also got to pay the bills, um, which you're trying to balance alongside it so you don't get much sleep for many, many years. But um, no, it's it's one of those, you either, you've got to be fully committed to be in it. Um and I have been, I've been in the, the seniors for 12 years, um, but I started playing nationally at the age of eight. I was in the first um, England team. So it's a long time to kind of be fully committed, really. Um, I'm still playing club, so I'm still in the sport, but um, I've now got a wedding to plan. I want to kind of see a little bit of the world, hopefully. Um, Surely you've seen some of the world travelling with Great Britain. We've seen a lot of hotel rooms and ice rinks. <laughs> hotel rooms and ice rinks and that's it. And, and then whatever you see from like the bus window, that's pretty much like my experience of countries. And that's exactly it. Like there's some places that we have been that I want to go back and actually see because when you're in a tournament, you're literally, you know, you train every day, even on game days, you train in the morning. So you literally are hotel, ice rink, hotel, ice rink, hotel, just constant. Mm. So it's quite nice. In fact, um, a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night, I booked a real spontaneous trip for me and my other half to go to Iceland. And we literally went uh, three days later for four days, which would never have happened because of training and work. And, and we just did it. And it was the best trip ever. You've got no kind of feeling guilty that you're not in the gym <laughs> and that you're like missing a training session or this and that. It was like, do you know what? I can just enjoy this. Um, so it's quite nice. Yeah, you've kind of, you know, you can book holidays whenever. I, as I say, I've got a club season to kind of work around. But yeah, it's quite nice to to just cheer them on. When's the wedding? Uh, next June. Next, Next June. June, yeah. So oh, that will be here before you can. I know. There's plenty <laughs> Sorry, I didn't to mean plan. To oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly aware of that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I didn't quite realise how much went into one, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and are you planning this country or uh, this country? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We started planning, so uh, oh, things are coming together. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if Dan could ska- skate, that might have been an option, but no, he's more interested in like going down the island like uh, a lorry or a digger or ah. stuff like that so I mean yeah alright <laughs> so um, yeah plenty to, to keep busy on We're, yeah I haven't been um, bored yet let's put it that way <laughs> um, so to get into the sport uh, is it just did your interest sort of stem from just liking being on ice skating um, I, I basically followed my brother into the sport so we originally lived down like Guildford Way um, came up uh, because of my dad's job, um, knew nobody and nothing up here. I was pretty young. Um, my brother got invited to an ice skating party and went along, 
really liked it and saw a beginner's ice hockey poster on was the wall at, at Telford, at Telford. Yeah. yeah so he kind of started the beginners like program six ten weeks or whatever it is and I was begging and begging and begging to, to follow and mum was like no I'll buy you every dress I'll buy you figure skates I'll buy you a horse I'll buy you anything like don't go into it <laughs> um and so dad took me skating one Friday night I think it was and signed me up to the juniors so uh and didn't look back but even you know mum doesn't regret it now it's uh, it's been amazing because yeah. you know of, of they've been able to visit countries and, and do stuff we'd never be able to but um yeah it's a sport that the earlier you get into it the better definitely um your skating needs to kind of be like completely second nature yeah. uh, and the older you are the kind of more fretful you are to get on ice yeah, and a bit yeah. wobbly yeah. And, yeah we may yeah. have lifted a little <laughs> bit here, just a little bit yeah so i mean you get you get people saying that they started skating at like three and four yeah and, and by the time they're like six you are just focusing on what you're doing with the puck and the I stick. I suppose it's like, because like, you, you see sort of kids in, in, in places where, they, where there's snow and you see them going on the ski, down the skis at the age of two and three and they've yeah. got absolutely no fear. And I suppose yeah. it's exactly the same thing. You get on the skates, you, you get over the fear yeah. while you're still learning it. Exactly. Whereas you get to my age and you're just like, that's going to hurt if I fall on that. Yeah, and you, you would just overthink everything. And like you say, like, you know, in the countries that have got the frozen lakes and the ponds, you know, Canada, America, some of Europe they're just that is their like football mm. you know they're not out kicking a ball around a field they are putting a pair of skates on and gliding around the rink so yeah that's um possibly why they get so many more players into the sport because it's that is their like i say it's like it's their football it's their yeah. it's their sport it's their their thing but um no it is yeah it's, it's a lot easier if you get into it younger and i'm gonna cough i'm gonna cough <laughs> thanks for the warning um <laughs> What are some of the you know nicest places you've been? I know you haven't got to see much of them, but um, I think picturesque-wise, we we actually had a World Championships in Slovenia in Bled, uh, late Bled. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's used on quite a lot of like backgrounds on adverts and stuff, okay. and it's um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's n- never anywhere you'd expect an ice rink to be plonked on the side of this <laughs> lake, um, but it's got a big island with a, a church in the middle and. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I'm literally looking at photos of it as we speak, and it's amazing. Look at that. That's amazing. Oh, wow. yeah. That looks like somewhere I'd like quite like <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, Garda, Lake Garda in Italy, there was a, a rink just off of that as oh, well. Wow. Um, yeah, there, there has been some lovely places. Um, there's also been some not so nice places, you know. Uh, yeah. Go on, what's the worst? Name oh, names. What's the worst? Maribor in, in uh, Slovenia wasn't the best. That was in like an industrial estate, like the hotel and the rink. So oh, we nice. kind of just saw like, yeah, that wasn't the best. Um, That's not on your honeymoon list then. No, we're not going there. It's <laughs> one of the places you were quite happy just to look out the coach window and go, yeah, yeah that fine. was that was lovely. I've ticked that one. Yeah. Um, oh, trying to think. I mean, we've had a couple here. So um, and for us, although it's like nice to be at home, it's kind of like, oh, we play there every week. Um, like Hull, we had a World Championships in Hull. And, uh, you know, that's not kind of like the most picturesque. No, especially when you play the World Championships, you like to think of it as going, right, I'm off to some exotic location. No way you're going Hull. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We we had a world in South Korea in, and that was right on the, on the coast. So yeah, we were on a beautiful beach and looked left and there was North Korea um, whilst they were having a bit of a missile. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, Kazakhstan I've been to, Astana and I um, can't remember the other place, but that was quite nice. Um, Norway, we've been to Norway under 18s. That was lovely, but it was like dark 
the whole time we were there. So again, we didn't see much. No. <laughs> Even driving around, it was like, ah, oh, snowy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can see. But um, yeah, as I say, we've ticked off a lot of countries. Um, yeah, I think they're probably the best. Bled is by far the best we've been to. Uh, moving on to your career, hopefully I've got these stats right. Um, on, I'm sure believe... the sports guy, these stats have got to be on, on the money. <laughs> I believe you scored 18 goals and amassed 20 assists in your 12-year international career. Um, and I think last year was a very successful one for you personally and as a team. Um, tell us more on, you know, about your best achievements in the game. Yeah, last year kind of blew it all out of the park, really. It, um, well, we'd 50th cap, like you say, I got 50th cap. Was it third game in? Um, obviously gold medal. I was uh, awarded captain for the mm-hmm. tournament. And then Dan proposed to me actually after the medal ceremony at the end of the tournament. Oh, so wow. well, so that, was a pretty, <laughs> that was a pretty good week. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've all been... There hasn't been a, a rubbish tournament yeah. over the, the whole... If you've not won the gold, was he not going to propose? Yeah. Like, no, that's exactly what it was. I'm only going to propose to yeah. a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um, apparently spoke to my dad like early on in the tournament because they came out to watch and um, kind of said, "Look, I'm thinking this, but obviously, if it doesn't go to plan, like it's all going like no way near." Like, um, and then the Thursday night when we just had the one game against Latvia left, and it was literally winner takes all. He was like, "Okay, I'm still going through with the plan, but it has to go right." And, uh, <laughs> And then obviously we won and we still had to wait for another game to happen because we were the second game of the day. The third game had to happen. Um, And we were already kind of like celebrating and we were still in a COVID bubble as well. Um, So we hadn't actually had contact with like friends, family, supporters. So after our final game, that kind of bubble, if you like, was burst and we could mix and integrate. And... um, yeah, he kept saying to her, ah, oh, I've got to do it now, haven't I? <laughs> she won. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then we, we had that game and then went on to the eye for the medal ceremony and then all the friends and family came down and photos and this and that. And just as it kind of settled down and, like, we were just about to kind of go off, yeah, I turned around and he was down on one knee and I was like, oh, my word. So why are you no inklings yeah, No, no. no. Well, big question, which no. was better... Winning the gold medal. <laughs> oh, or getting the engagement ring. <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> the, two were, after. the two were great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, uh, the, the tournament before that, we'd had pre-Olympics in Nottingham last November, and that was such a special tournament. We, we um, were live on telly for the first time for the women's programme. We had we broke all records of fans. We had over two thousand, I think, supporters. So, is there is there something similar happening in in ice hockey as as in women's football? Then, do you think is it is it becoming something that a lot more people are going? Do you know what? I'd like to hope so. I don't think quite the same rate because no. we haven't got the coverage. No, Although of we're trying, obviously, social media now is is fantastic for any sport and anything. Really, you can kind of get it out there as much as you want. But we are going the right direction. Um, just at a far slower pace. So yes, there's more people kind of just realizing we've got a women's team. Um, you know, there's the, we didn't realize until that Nottingham tournament, and we were having all these little girls like message us and send videos in and wanting things signed because we were kind of like they're role models, and that's never happened before because wow. people didn't really know we existed. Yeah. It was kind of the men's is out here, which is great. You know, we all support the men's, but we we're also there trying to. Help. The men's are professionals, so they're full-time hockey players. That's all they do day in, day out. Um, whereas we, as I say, we're trying to balance everything and compete against teams that are like semi-professional. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, as I say, it is it is going the right di- direction. Um, and like I say, the, the TV coverage, the interviews, the social media is all helping that to yeah. push it in the right way. So we're all kind of, you know, the more the better for it because it's only helping the sport. Mm. And, and the girls coming into the sport, we need the youngsters to be getting into it, which especially COVID didn't help with obviously the rinks being shut for so long. It, it is a big, a lot of people quit the sport as well. A lot, a lot of people quit the sport. And a lot of them, unfortunately, were like junior age, boys and girls. Well, that will massively have a knock on to like the senior men's and everything because course, yeah. that whole almost generation kind of thought, well, can't do it for two years. I've lost interest. Off they go. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to see. It's nice to see it go in the right way. And I think that Nottingham tournament massively helped that. Um, we really pushed it. We weren't actually supposed to be hosting it. It was supposed to be in South Korea, but because of their COVID situation, it actually six weeks before the tournament got changed to here. And like I say, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened for our sport here. Um, which we were hoping to host the Worlds this year. If it had had been Nottingham, would I have still been in it for another year? I don't know. But um, yeah, it is now in Korea for this year. So um, no, but they'll they'll the the team are very much kind of hoping to double bounce. So when you win the gold, you go up a level in a group, and we're hoping to to double bounce to one A. So I truly believe as well the team that we've got could do that. So fingers crossed. It's are there some countries where the female game you know is really really popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, quite a lot of now the teams that we're playing against, it is like we've got some players playing in those countries because they can get like semi-pro contracts right. and stuff. Um, so what what sort of level are we talking? Who who are who are the teams your your rivals if you like now? Um, so in their group now, there's South Korea, which are a very good team. Had a lot of money pumped into them when they hosted the Winter Olympics a few years ago, so they had millions pumped into them. Um, so they are still benefiting from that, even though the funding's gone. Um, Poland's in the group. Again, good country. Um, players that get on the ice a lot. Yeah. Um, Slovenia, again. In our Nottingham tournament, we had only three games. It was Iceland, Slovenia and South Korea. We only lost to Slovenia, otherwise we'd have gone to the next group of the pre-Olympics. So we lost out by one goal, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, trying to think who else is in their group. Um, but, 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 I think China are in their group. Um, again, loads and loads of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, and there's still us that has nothing really. So, also, like, kind of. Um, so, yeah, they're against, a, they're against a hard group, but you never know. You never know. Uh, you mentioned you're going to carry on playing for your club side. Yeah. Um, have you thought, you know, when you might retire you know, altogether? Might you go into coaching? Yeah, I'm. Um, I am a level one coach. I'm hoping to do my level two just to have it like for the future. I don't think right now I'll go into like serious coaching, like take on teams and stuff like that, because I still, like I say, I want to kind of try and do things. Yeah. Um, club wise, no, no plans really. Yeah. Um, one day, hopefully, we'll have a family, but who knows when that'll happen? It's yeah. not in the plans anytime soon. So, um, potentially, when when that happens, kind of then move to the coaching side, but. Um, no, for now it's it's quite nice because you're still involved in the sport. You still get kind of the the buzz from playing, but it's not a full time commitment of every day in this. You know, we we get one hour training a week and games like every other week on average through mm. the season. So it's a lot less commitment. Yeah, so, uh, just able to enjoy it. 
And can you tell us a bit more about your business and how you sort of had to juggle both over the years? Yeah, so like you said, I'm a sports therapist, so I actually got into it because of having so many injuries and bad injuries myself. So kind <laughs> your of, first client was yourself. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I um, had a really bad spinal injury in 2012. Which is uh, making so ice hockey sound really attractive as a yeah. <laughs> yeah I nearly broke my back yeah well yeah I did break my back so I was oh, out wow. in China and just to just fall on the ice was it all? it um, was a leg- an illegal hit so I was out in China playing for the pre-Olympic qualifiers mm. got hit quite illegally badly um, long story short got repatriated back here so I was stuck there for a month uh, didn't walk for six months so wow. Um, a lot of rehab a lot of treatment and stuff went into that I've had lots of like little injuries breaks dislocations whatever since unfortunately it is part of the game Um, you do well to get away with just like tearing the muscle or pulling a muscle because it's one of those it's, it's, it's a Sign up to that... ice hockey now, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't understand why your parents didn't want yeah. you to go into it. It's a, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. No, it's one of those, when you're on the ice, you're going 100 miles an hour. Like, yeah. you are going flat out. And it's a sport where if you don't, you also get injured. It's kind of one of those that you're trained how to take hits and give hits safely. But unfortunately, things happen and, you know, it does. it's part of the game. Pucks also are pretty solid and mm. go quite fast. So if that hits you where you've got no padding... That also hurts. So, um, but yeah, I got injured out in China. Like I say, I had lots of treatment, I had lots of rehab, everything like that. And because of having an injury, I was, I'm kind of someone that needs to understand it to like adhere to my rehab. So I started looking into actually like, why can't I walk? What's going mm. on? All the rest of it and the anatomy and kind of just gained an interest from there. So at the time I was doing in the middle of my A-levels, um, they kind of said to me, uh, I kind of need to be there in person to do my AS. Like, you know, you have to be there. It's not one you can really do from afar. Mm. So I was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to walk. That's not very understanding again. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, kind of pulled out of the sick form I was at because I didn't know what was going on. So realised at that point I did actually want to go into sports therapy. The sports therapist I had um, at the time, Kirsty Hopgood, was travelling up from Cheltenham like every week. To, she was our team therapist but just to see me to, to, to do it and that was all out of her own pocket voluntary or the rest of it um, so I kind of knew right okay I actually want to get onto a sports therapy degree so what college course can I do that potentially I can do from like a hospital bed that can get me there um, and it was a, a college in Solihull that did a sports course on a, a BTEC diploma thing that would get me to the degree but I could do it from afar so I, like I say, stopped my A-levels, started that two-year course, basically because I obviously was had nothing else to do, um, just said, look, send me all the modules for the two years because I can do all the written, like, whenever, you know. So I just did all that basically as quick as I could, um, sent it off, and, yeah, by that time, luckily, I was able to walk, so I did some of the practical modules, passed it all and got onto the gr- degree and went from there. So when I graduated, I uh, worked at West Brom Football Academy for quite a while. Um, I did initially also set up my own business, but just kind of the odd client here and there in yeah. the evenings. Um, and then went on to work alongside those two jobs with Birmingham City Uni, looking after their athlete scholars. So treating them, assessing them, kind of um, assisting them however they wanted. And then just before COVID, the the Birmingham City Uni stuff and the Football Academy, I kind of said, right, that's enough. Mm. Uh, time to focus on kind of my my business. So, and that's when I yeah went full time into 
to my stuff, um, which I do now alongside, I, I've, I've mentioned my other half's into diggers and lorries <laughs> and stuff. So he's got a business that's um, aggregate haulage. He's got tipper lorries and groundworks, so big groundworks. So I, because he doesn't want to, do all the books and the, the, <laughs> the paperwork for his stuff and do, yeah, have clients for my So business. hold on, so while you were playing, while you were playing at uh, international level, you were running your own business and bookkeeping for your, for your partners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy well. life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it um, it's it's going well. Both sides are going well, so it's quite nice to also enjoy that. A bit and what's more, what's your it? client base like now? Who as your own business? Who do, who do you look after? Literally anybody and everybody. Um, a lot of general public desk workers with shoulder, neck, back issues, um, all the way up to yeah, <laughs> literally all the way up to um, elite athletes. Uh, some of the GB archery team I, I treat um yeah and, and everything in between people are they still do. are they still at Lillishaw yeah yeah That's... so nice and nice and yeah, local yeah, which great. is nice so um so anybody can literally go on your website contact you and say you know yeah got this issue and y- you'll be happy to anything musculoskeletal so I don't basically I don't deal with respiratory and um cardiac anything you know muscle tendon joints mm. um so do you find you get a lot of office workers who are slouching at the desks and a lot especially through covid or just, just after say, covid yeah. that kind of decided that laying on their bed and putting their head up and typing for like seven hours a day was good posture <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a lot of desk workers um also kind of your, your manual laborers um mm, yeah. carpentry p- plumbing kind of people in and out of Tight spaces, you truck know, drivers. Eat, eat, truck drivers, <laughs> a lot of truck drivers. Um, yeah, Dan's horrendous. So, <laughs> yeah, literally anybody. Um, and then you get the odd people that have just literally just got a bad ankle or twisted their mm-hmm. ankle or, you know, fallen down a curb or anything, um, which makes it exciting because you just know two people are the same. That's right, yeah. And you don't know kind of what you're going to deal with the next day, which is quite fun. So, yeah. And what about looking ahead? What are your sort of plans for the business, you know, future career. I know you said you want to sort of obviously get married, yeah. have a family. But... Yeah. Um, Work-wise, kind of continue as I am, really. Mm. Um, I enjoy the the private client side of it. Um, I, I enjoyed working with teams, but I do enjoy this probably more. You get to see a little bit more. Um, I am trying to propose stuff to kind of go into offices and kind of do a bit of like mobility and a bit of general care for people that they can do at a desk. So like from a, an employer's side, they're not kind of stopping work and saying, oh, I've got bad neck yeah. or having mm. days off for bad backs and this and that. They can do it at the desk That's quite in I, the office. I used to work at the NHS. Yeah. Um, and as part of that, you know, when you sat at your, you, you yeah. would have that, you would have people come yeah. and sit you at your workstation and go, okay, look, you're, you're sitting wrong, your position's wrong, your computer's yeah. in the wrong place, your chair's at the wrong height. But obviously if you work in a private company, that probably doesn't happen. No. So there's uh, plenty of people who are sitting there yeah over their computers exactly and like i say bits of mobility so stuff to stop like you know um even if your your screen's at the right height and everything you can still be in a pretty slouched position well if you kind of had a little i don't know form to the side of every other desk or whatever that kind of just said oh every half hour remember to do this this and this um it might help one or two people but that's one or two people that it you know, saves then getting the issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very and conscious about how I'm sitting all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah. everybody, everybody around the desk suddenly went like this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get told off, yeah. Yeah. 
But um, no, so we'll see where that goes, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, continue to help Dan's business. Dan's business is going really well, so support him however however's needed. Um, is that Shropshire based as well? It is, it? yeah. yeah. Go yeah, on, give him a plug. Give him a plug. Dan Lane Limited, yeah. <laughs> any aggregates, <laughs> any groundworks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of keep going as we are, really. But as I say, enjoy our free time a little bit more as and when we can and mm. um, kind of see where it goes. Mm. And after this, after this podcast, and once people have heard you talking, then uh, the, the TV will be coming and going. Come and do some commentary and some punditry on the mm. uh, on the ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs>